to see them back this morning. Let's give them a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit. God bless it. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder could we clap our hands one more time. Let's lift our voice like a trumpet. Come on, hallelujah. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord today? I said, is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord today? God, I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, what a mighty God we serve. Come on, he's good in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Anything is possible in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. There's not a need too great, not a need too small that he cannot answer. Amen. But he is a miracle-working God. Amen. I said he is a miracle-working God. Anybody believe that with me this morning? Hallelujah. We serve a God that's able to make a way. We serve a God that's able to turn a dead end into a path of deliverance. Amen. There's nothing, nothing too hard for him. Amen. I've said it before, but there's nothing that... Uh, catches him by surprise. Amen. But he knows the end from the very beginning. Amen. What a wonderful, wonderful God we serve. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. Do you want to say what an honor it is to be in the house of the Lord again this morning? So thankful for what God has already done. Amen. And how many knows he's going to continue to move and he's going to continue to work in this house? Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews devout men out of every nation under heaven now when this was noised abroad the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled saying one to another behold are not all these which speak Galileans and how hear we every man in our own language wherein we were born Amen. The word of God says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Amen. Does anybody want that to happen again in, the, in this house? Amen. Would you lay your Bibles down? Let's throw our hands up together all across the house of the Lord. And God, we come before you right now. God, we're so thankful for another opportunity, another chance to be in the house of the Lord. God, I pray that you would empty me of myself, um, empty me of my own ideas and opinions and fill me with your holy anointing. God, uh, Lord, I submit myself to you. God, I pray that you'd use me as a vessel, uh, as a tool in the palm of your hands. God, uh, Lord, anoint my lips to speak your word. God, Lord, let your anointing bind up the broken heart and set every captive so free. God, uh, that you're anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Call somebody, God, out of darkness uh, into your marvelous light, God. Uh, let it be so here in this house today, God. Uh, let it be said that the Holy Ghost filled this house, God. Uh, let it be said that the Holy Ghost breathed on us in such a way that our lives uh, were never the same again, God. Uh, and if any good thing would happen in this house this morning, Lord, uh, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. 
I wonder what somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost to fill this place, would you ask him? Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost to fill this place, would you ask him? Oh, God, fill this house with your power. Fill this house with your glory, God. Leave no chair untouched. Leave no space unfilled. But God, fill this house with your might and your power and your spirit. God, you are able. God, you are able in this place. God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you. You may be seated. I want to preach to you. Amen. What the Lord has laid on my heart from this for this morning. Amen. And and uh, Brother Moore, amen, talked about an experience uh, a few times here this morning. So I do feel like this is what the Lord would have for us. Anybody want the Lord to have his way in this house today? Amen. I want to talk to you about it. I don't want to live off of an explanation. I want an experience. Amen. I don't want just an explanation. Amen. But I want an experience. Amen. Here we find in Acts chapter 2, we find um, uh, that things are finally coming together. And things are are finally starting to look just right. And uh, they're in one place. And the day of Pentecost was finally here. And they were in one mind and in one accord. And they were all praying and seeking for God. Seeking uh, the mind of God and the will of God. And, and what has brought them to this place as Jesus has told them, go and tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high and Acts chapter 1 and uh, 8 tells us that and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you Jesus uh, was letting them know that there is something coming there is something great uh, that is about to take place in your lives uh, and he expounds to them from the prophets and from the Psalms and from the writings uh, and all the way back down to Moses uh, and he begins to tell them this is what we have been waiting far. Uh, this is what was promised was going to happen. Uh, and here as they're waiting in the upper room, they're waiting for the promise of the Father. Uh, they're waiting for the promise to be poured out upon them. Uh, and all of a sudden some things begin to happen. Uh, and the Holy Ghost begins to fill the house uh, where everyone was sitting. And all of a sudden uh, uh, the power of God began to break out and people begin to speak uh, with other tongues. There was not one single man woman, boy, or girl uh, that was left untouched by the power of God. Uh, but the Holy Ghost filled the house where they were gathered together. Uh, and I believe that on a Sunday morning here in Bendale uh, that the Holy Ghost could fill this house in such a way uh, that every man, woman, boy, and girl uh, could take something home with them knowing uh, that I have been in the presence of the Lord uh, and that God is able to do exactly uh, what He has said that He was going to do. Uh, I understand you may feel sometimes like I've been waiting for a while. And is anything ever going to happen like God said it was going to happen? But you can just keep holding on to the Word of God. For He will pour out of His Spirit upon your life. He will do a work in you that no man can steal from you. That no lie can take away from you. That no devil in hell can take away from you. How many people have experienced the power of God 
only a few moments later to have the deceiver come by and try to convince them you don't really have the goods you don't really have God's hand upon your life but I come to let somebody know this morning that God is not only a filler but he is a keeper God is not only an outpourer but he is able to lead you and guide you and keep your feet from slipping he's able to do a work in your life that no man can disannul Man allows these 120 that were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost as they had received the promise. They begin to stumble down them stairs out of that upper room and begin to spill in the streets and the noise had already preceded them. And the Word of God tells us that when it was noised abroad, when people begin to hear what was going on, hey, something strange is going down, going on down there around that upper room. Man, that group of people that was following after Jesus, something has happened in their life. Something is going on. I don't know exactly what it is, but I hear a noise and I hear something happening and something is taking place down there. And so people begin to gather together. They come to see what was going on. But not only did they come to see what was going on, they came to ask questions as to what was happening. And can I tell you in the house of the Lord today that when God begins to move and work in a church, when God begins to move and work in men and women's lives, there are people that are going to want to know what is happening and what is taking place down there in that Jesus name church. What's happening among them Pentecostal people? I can feel something every time. I drive in front of that place I can feel the power of God moving Hey can I tell you How awesome would it be for a man or a woman To walk in through those doors And say hey I just want to know what's happening I just want to know what God's up to I just want to know what's going down In the house of the Lord Can I tell you something God loves it when we begin to shout His praise God loves it when we begin to get lost In the spirit and say it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I just received the promise. And God is a keeper of every word that he has spoken. Hallelujah. And a crowd gathers up together. And in verse 11, it finishes listing off the people, that, the types of nationalities that were gathered there. And they said, we do hear them speak in our tongues. The wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea, and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will pour out, pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. Can I tell somebody today, they gathered up together wondering what was going on. Hey, are they drunk? What, what is happening? 
happening here. And Peter stood up and said, I want to let you know something. We might look a little drunk. We might act a little drunk. But let me tell you, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. I want to tell you today, it's real and it's still happening. God is still pouring out of his spirit upon every hungry vessel. It says, I'm tired of living the way I've been living. But I'm looking for something that will satisfy my soul. It's not just for me. It's not just for my children. But it's for your children. It's not just for us. But it's for everybody that hears about the word of God. And they say, hey, what is the meaning of this? Hallelujah. And the son came wanting to know what was happening. Others came to just make fun. Some came to say, look, all those drunk people, look at how they're acting and look at how they're carrying on. Oh, but can I tell you, these men and women were excited because the waiting was finally over. The one that they followed. The one that John the Baptist said, I want to let you know I'm not the one, but the one that's coming after me, he's mightier than I, and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John said, I want to let you know that I can only baptize you in water under repentance, but Jesus is going to do so much more for you. He's going to do something spectacular in your life. He's going to baptize you with his spirit. He's going to baptize you with the fire. Can I let you know the prophets prophesied about it they long foretold that it was coming Ezekiel saw the valley full of dead dry bones and as the spirit of God began to move on them what was the Lord trying to let them know hey one day I'm going to put my spirit in you and when I put my spirit in you you'll never be the same once I put my spirit in you you're no longer dead but you're alive once I put my spirit in you hey now you're the life of the why? I once was dead in my trespasses and in my sin, but I heard about a God that was pouring out his spirit and he filled me, sanctified me, and delivered my mind from all the attacks of the adversary that tried to keep me where I was. You wonder, man, sometimes we can look a little crazy with our worship. Sometimes we look a little crazy when we run in the aisles. Sometimes we look a little crazy when we roll on the floor. Amen. But people aren't really too worried about what people think about them when they're at a ball game or when something that they love is happening or when something is taking place. Also, why is it out of order when we come to the house of God to lift up our voice and say, hey, I'm on the winning side every Sunday. It doesn't matter what team wins or lose. Hey, my God always wins. Hey, what's going to happen today, Pastor Moore? We're going to see another victory. We're going to see another deliverance. We're going to see another breakthrough. Why? Because God always comes through. God always makes a way where there seems to be no way. He always shows up. And he always works it out according to his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. 
Oh, they can get drunk. And they can get high. And they can act like a fool. And they can say, oh, just, just blame I had a little bit too much to drink. Or I had a little bit too much fun last night. Or don't hold that against me, what I did. Well, when I come in the house of the Lord, don't hold it against me when I roll on the floor. When I get excited, when I feel the power of God, don't hold it against me. When I shout so loud, you have to grab your ear. Don't get offended at me. When I shout and I turn, I might bump you a little bit. Don't get offended with me. I'm just drunk on Jesus because it's more than just what the prophet Joel said. But I've experienced it. I've got it for myself. I stepped in the water and God delivered me and set me free. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, when brother, when Pastor Moore goes over there, I think his spirit stays right here. Praise God, Amen. Hallelujah! Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Woo! You know, some of them said we're just here to see what's going on, but others, hey, those 120 said we're not just in this upper room just to see who's here. Hey, I know we got a list of names. I know we got everybody numbered, but we got to get beyond that, and we got to see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost until there's not a seat, until there's not a place that is not touched and filled by the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. It's got to be more than just mama told me so. It's got to be more than just pastor told me so. But it's got to be real. It's got to be an experience that gets a hold of your mind and gets a hold of your spirit. I get excited. Because when I'm reading in Joel chapter 2, Brother Ford, it's more than just a story. But I think about that moment when God filled me with the Holy Ghost. And I said, boy, that's real. Brother Joel, you prophesying just right because I've got it for myself. Oh, when I read about the valley full of dry bones, it's more than just an illustration. It's more than just a story because I remember where I was lost in sin, lost in a dying world, but the Holy Ghost began to breathe on me and breath came into my lungs and I found out, hey, I don't have to stay in my grave, but God has called me out. I don't have to stay the way that I've always been, but God is my refuge. God is the giver of life. He is my source of life. He is my strength. He is able to put everything back in its place in my heart, my mind, and my spirit. You know, you can you can get so lost in your mind. You, you forget, and you don't even care what anybody else thinks. Man, you can get so, so happy sometimes, so excited. 
man, you might lose yourself for a second and then realize, hey, there's people around looking at me. You know, so you try to calm down a little bit. You know, you hear some good news, man. You might shout out and get excited. And and, and I tell you, I'm not going to apologize for when I feel the presence of the Lord. It makes me feel free and it makes me feel like I've got a reason to praise Him. You know why? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When I'm in His presence, I'm free to dance. I'm free to shout. I'm free to lift my hands. I'm free to praise and worship. Why? Because that's more than just an explanation. It's more than something that Sister Moore told me. But I got it for myself. It's more than something that a preacher preached to me. But I got it for myself, Brother Bradford. I ran down to an old-fashioned altar. And God met me right there. It became more than just words on a page. It became more than just a Sunday school lesson. It became more than just a 12-week Bible study. But it became an experience where I could tell somebody, I might not can explain it all, but you got to feel it for yourself. you got to get a hold of it. Can I tell you it's able to pull you out? It's able to heal. It's able to deliver. Hallelujah. Psalms 22 and 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. That word praise there is translated from a word that means to be foolish, to rave, to celebrate. Can I tell you that God lives in what we might think is foolish sometimes. God lives in what we might look at somebody else when we don't really know their full testimony and they're running the aisles and they're slapping the pulpit and they're rolling on the floor. We might look at them and say, well, that's a little extreme sometimes. But honey, if you knew where God brought them from, you might have a different opinion. If you knew what God did in their spirit, there might be something that rises up in you and says, hey, let me worship with you and thank God that he brought you out. Let me worship with you and let God know I'm thankful that he did a work in your life. And I tell you he inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of those that block everything else out and say this is about me and God. I've got a thanksgiving to give to him for he's been good. God lives. He dwells. He inhabits. Praise is like a house with an open door saying, Jesus, come on in. Praise is like a house. Oh, where you got all the windows thrown open. You got all the doors swung open wide. And you're saying, Lord, come and move in my life. Lord, come and work in me. I got stuff going on in me that other people might not understand. I'm fighting demons in my mind that other people might not understand. I'm dealing with struggles in my spirit that other people might not understand. But I know I have an advocate with the Father. I know I got one named Jesus. That's able to come right where I am, walk up in my living room and say, hey, it's time for you to breathe. It's time for you to know that I am in control of every situation. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, we celebrate. Why? Because he's the healer of the broken heart. We celebrate because he is the deliverer. 
He's the one that opens up the prison doors to them that are incarcerated in their minds or that are incarcerated by, by fear and by doubt and by things that try to grab a hold of them, anxiety and depression and all these things. It's easy to slip into a state of wondering when's everything going to change and how's it all going to turn around. But what, I wonder what would happen if a group of people made up their minds oh, we're not going to go anywhere until we know that God has filled this house. We're not going to go anywhere until we know that God has moved and each and every individual. We're not going anywhere until we know that God has done exactly what he said he was going to do. Hey, my mind is made up. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My mind is made up. I don't want to just hear about it. I don't want to just talk about it. I don't want to just sit around and tell old stories about what used to happen. But what I want, I want to experience the power of God for myself. I want to experience his power for my own family. And I tell you, it's got to be more than just an explanation. It's got to be more than just, well, somebody told me that's how it was. But it's got to be something that you know about way down deep on the inside. It's got to be an experience with the power of God. Luke 4 and 18, you can be seated, says... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Can I tell you, there's nobody that deserves our praise but a God like this. There's nothing that deserves our praise but a Savior like this. He said, I am the one that binds up that broken heart. I am the one that opens prison doors and I bring deliverance to captive souls. I am the one that walks in those lonely places that nobody else understands and I'm able to open up your prison doors and call you out by name. I am the one. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Can I tell you that he in this house today there's enough power of the Holy Ghost to liberate any mind there's enough anointing of God to set any captive soul free there's enough in this house if you came with a question you can leave here with an answer if you came wondering is all that really necessary or is that just an added gift why don't you run down to the altar and get it for yourself and you'll find out hey this is what I've been missing out on I I want it all. I don't want to leave with just an explanation, but I want an experience that will forever change my life. People are bound by things that bruise them. But Jesus said, I came to set people free from those things. How many people do you know and I know? There's even some here today in the house of the Lord. And some that's been delivered. Some that are crying out for deliverance. But you know that those things that we hold on to sometimes, they bruise us. And they batter us. 
and they injure us, and they add insult to injury, and they just keep getting worse, and we keep hoping maybe things will get better, but we keep hanging on to those things. But Jesus said, I come to give liberty to those that are being bruised by things. I've come to give liberty to those all that have addictions and pains and problems in their life that just keep beating them up over and over and over again. I know a lot of times we get stuck on drugs and alcohol like that, and as, as preachers, sometimes that's what we say, God is able to deliver you from addictions uh, and from drugs and alcohol but uh, there's things that go even deeper than that uh, there's deep seated hurts that go way down deep uh, even back to early childhood years uh, there's things that run all the way back uh, but can I let you know God is able uh, to bind up the broken hearted uh, and God is able to give liberty uh, to them that are bruised uh, how many po- folks are walking around uh, with bruises and scars uh, on their mind uh, from what life has handed them. But Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come on, there's people that are mentally exhausted. There's people that are frustrated because you feel so wore out in your mind. Your body feels like you can keep going, but your mind is telling you, I've gone as far as I can go. Would you lift your hands with me right now across the house of the Lord? Oh, I know I still got strength to move forward, but my mind is exhausted. I'm tired of trying to figure it all out. Tired of just trying to make ends meet. I'm tired of just living from one week to the next. No hope in sight. No future, just the same old, same old, same old. Get up and go to work and come home. I go to sleep, get up, go to work, come home. Oh, week after week after week. Paycheck to paycheck. Never enough. I try to stretch it out. I try to extend it. I try to pinch a penny here and pinch a penny there. I try to make it work when I'm so frustrated with myself, so frustrated with what's going on in my mind. And I let somebody know tonight or today here in the house of the Lord that we serve a God that's able to put all the pieces together and what man has tried to lay out on his own God can blow your mind in just a moment of time and you'll stand back and say hey is that all it took I couldn't figure it out for the life of me that's because it's not of your own power and it's not of your own ability Zerubbabel you're going to build it but it's not going to be by might it's not going to be by power but it's going to be by my spirit Say the Lord of hosts, can I tell you, if you're going to be an overcomer, it's not going to be by what I say, but it's going to be by what you experience on the inside for yourself. You've got to let the Spirit move in your life. Isaiah chapter 42, you can be seated. My wife will go ahead and make her way. Isaiah 42 was fulfilled by Jesus in Matthew chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. Jesus fulfills this in Isaiah. He says, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, mine elect, in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry nor lift up 
nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break, and the smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment and the truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth, and the owl shall wait for his law. Thus saith the God, saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein. Can I tell you that every breath you breathe, every breath I breathe is a gift from God. God said, I want, I want to make it very plain. I want to let you know that I'm not going to break the bruised reed. I'm not going to extinguish the smoking flax. I'm going to bring forth my judgment and the truth. Now, it was like Isaiah. It was like the Lord was wanting to put an exclamation point on it. And let you know this ain't just any old body saying this. But this is the God that created everything you see. He's the one that's saying, I'm not going to break you. And I'm not going to throw you away. I'm the one that stretched forth the heavens. I'm the one that done this work. And I'm not finished moving and working in your life yet. Now the Lord have called thee in righteousness. And will hold thine hand. And will keep thee. And give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentile, to open the blind eyes, to bring out of the prison, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. That word praise is the same word that means to be foolish, to rave. Or to celebrate. God said, I don't want you celebrating anything else. But I want you to celebrate the fact that I am holding your hand and I am keeping you and I am the one that opens up the blinded eyes. Not only do I reach down in the prison and pull you out, but I even go back for those that are way back in there. Those are in the dark corners of the prison. Hey, I'm able to walk way down in there and take them by the hand and bring them out. I come to preach to somebody this morning. Oh, you've heard that God could deliver you from depression. You've heard that God to take that dark night in your life and turn it bright as day. But I wonder what would happen in your spirit if you begin to experience it for yourself. You've heard that God's done it for other people, but I wonder can you have enough faith to believe that God can give you that same experience, that God can reach down deep and say these shackles have got to go. This doubt has got to flee. I'm bringing you out. Every, I feel like saying this in the Holy Ghost, every situation is unique and different. A lot of times we try to act like we understand. Sometimes we don't. 
Your situation is unique to you and my situation is unique to me. There's a lot of different factors that bring grief and heartache and pain and all these different emotions that we feel. Some people are affected by things different ways. But only you, you know how you're feeling. But even deeper than that, Jesus knows exactly where you are. There are some that seems like they're just right there on the edge of deliverance. And man, they just come right on out. But then there's others that's so far back in that prison house that life has just kept shoving them back deeper into despair, deeper into those caverns of hopelessness. But Jesus said, I'm not afraid to walk way down up in that prison. Are you the one in the forgotten cell down there? Oh, they shove in a piece of bread every day. Enough water. Gets eaten, but nobody really knows who's in there. Jesus said, I come looking for you. Jesus said, I come looking for you. Would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Behold, the former things that come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Sing unto the Lord a new song. And His praise from the end of the earth. Ye that go down to the sea and all that are therein. The owls and the inhabitants thereof. Can I tell you here in the house of the Lord. There's folks that have sang the same sad song for a long time. But Jesus said, I'm going to do something new. I'm doing something new in your spirit. I'm going to give you an experience like you ain't never known before. I'm going to do a work in you that's going to cause you to begin to sing a new song. That new song that's going to say, hey, God has delivered me. God has found me. It's more than just a promise on some pages. It's more than just a story written in a book somewhere. But it is something that I have experienced for myself he gave me a new song of deliverance to sing that's why I praise like I do that's why I worship like I do I'm not living off of an explanation but I've got an experience Peter tells him he begins to explain to him what's happening he tells him you crucified Jesus. You were the one that cried out, let his blood be on us. It's on our children. But I'm so thankful that he didn't just stop there. But he went on and he put some mercy on it. And said, but hey, that same Jesus you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ. I come to let somebody know here in the house of the Lord this morning. God help me, Jesus. I'm just going to say it how I feel. 
There's some of you that, that as this talks about in some of Paul's epistles, um, that have crucified the Lord afresh and put him to an open shame before you. You turned your back on him and, and you're going out. But I want to let you know that's not the end for you. It's not finished. You've made some mistakes. But here in the house of the Lord, you know, and I want to tell you, I want to reassure you that there's enough mercy to still cover you. There's enough mercy to still let you know. Even for those that cry, crucify him, crucify him. Peter said, I want to let you know you rejected him, but he's here today. You'll do a work in your life. You could have had him. You could have already been living for him. But can I tell you, it's not too late. You haven't come too late, but right now in this house, you can experience the liberating power of the Holy Ghost. Peter said, I want you to know he's here. Man, when Peter Peter preached about Jesus, man, they were pricked in their heart. And they said, men and brethren, what, what do we got to do? When they began to hear the price that Jesus prayed for them, they, they were, it was still fresh in their mind. It had only been about 50 days since it happened. They, 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 they remembered it vividly. They remembered it well. They remembered it. But he said, that's all right. He's able to deliver you. What do we got to do? And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 1 and 21, for after this, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Peter, you looked a little foolish staggering down them steps. But now the anointing's flowing. And now Peter's telling them this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He gave them an explanation. He let them know we're not just acting this way for no reason. We're not just doing what we're doing just to be doing it. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. You're seeing it fulfilled right in front of your very eyes. You're seeing the word of God come to pass right now. And when we look out in this world... It's not hard to see the Word of God being fulfilled at every corner and every hand. We're living in it. We're living in the last days. We're living in the last of the last days. The prophecies are fulfilling everywhere. But by the foolishness of preaching, God said, I'm going to tell you what's, what's going on. By the foolishness of preaching, I'm going to explain to you what's happening. But it's got to go something deeper than that. In Acts 2 and 38, it says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children, and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And that same day they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Can I tell you, there was many 
there were multitudes upon multitudes that went home knowing hey this was that which was spoken by the prophet Joel they could go home to their families and tell them hey hey that Peter said that, that they were speaking in tongues and, and Peter said that, that this was that which was spoken by the prophet Joel they could explain to their loved ones what was happening down there but there was 3,000 that made up their mind I'm not just going home with an explanation I'm not just going home able to teach a Bible study but when I go home I'm going to have an experience for myself when I go home I'm going to know that it's real why because I have tasted of the goodness of God for myself we can say it today and we can explain it by saying well that's speaking in tongues that's an added gift but can I tell you they spoke in tongues as the initial evidence, the initial sign in Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 10. We also find, how, how do they know the Gentiles will receive the Holy Ghost? Except for they have spoken tongues as well as we. They've done it just like we did it on the day of Pentecost. In Acts chapter 19, when, they laid, when, when Paul laid hands on, on John's disciples, they, they received the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues. They began to prophesy. They began to, God began to move on them and, what, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I tell you, when Paul was teaching the Corinthians about the gifts of the Spirit, he was talking to them about tongues and interpretation. He was talking to them about diverse kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues. He wasn't talking to them about the initial evidence of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Come on, you can try to explain it away. You can try to say, well, it's just this or it's just that. Why not just believe and say, God, fill me up for myself. Let me know. I don't want to just go home knowing what to believe. I don't want to just go home able to tell somebody, hey, that's what's going on down there. But I want to be able to let them feel the passion burning on the inside of me. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was searching, but now I'm filled. I was longing, but now I'm satisfied. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I'll tell you, you can experience the Holy Ghost this morning. You can leave here knowing, hey, that's real. You can leave here knowing, hey, there's something real about that Holy Ghost. I seen the way it made them act. I seen the way it made them jump around and worship like they do. Oh, but now I feel it for myself. Now I know, hey, he's in me. He's living in me. And now that he's in me, he's going to lead and guide me into all truth. I know there's something that's already played, and that's all right. But I want to give a special altar call this morning. A special altar call. If you're here this, if you're here this morning, you have yet to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. With evidence of speaking in other tongues, would you come to this altar right now? Come on. 
Come, would you make your way? If you want the Holy Ghost this morning, if you want that experience, then would you make your way? We're not trying to single you out. Come on, this ain't to embarrass you, but if you want the Holy Ghost tonight, would you, or this morning, would you come? Come on, God's able to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, would you make your way? Come on, would you make your way? If you want to know that you know that you know that you know. If you want it to be more than just a Bible study. If you want it to be more than just what Mama said or Daddy said. If you want it to be more than just what somebody else said. Come on, you can have it for yourself. You can get it for yourself in this house this morning. You can leave here knowing I have been redeemed. I have been washed. I have been cleansed by the power of God. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Can I tell you? There's people here today under the sound of my voice. You've heard people tell about the deliverance that God has brought in their life. You've heard testimonies from dear saints of God that God has touched them and God has moved in them. And you don't think it could ever happen for you. I want to tell somebody, if God delivered one man from depression, he can deliver you from depression. If God delivered one lady from depression, he can deliver you from depression. If God healed one man from cancer, he can heal you from cancer. If God healed one lady from cancer, he can heal you of cancer. Come on, whatever you have need of in your life, Whatever you have need of in your mind, I wonder would you let your faith rise? I know it can be an experience. It doesn't just have to be an explanation, but it can be something that I feel for myself. Oh, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray.
want to go deeper than you've ever gone before. You want to say, God, I won't ever promise that you serve us mine. God, I don't want to live beneath my privilege. I don't want to live beneath my calling. But God, put your hand on me. Come and inhabit me, God. Come and live on the inside of me. Come and forever change me. tradition. I'm breaking past what somebody else said. I'm digging in the word. I'm digging in the book. God, I want your promise. aside and say, God, come and move in this house. Come and fill this house.
many you love for the presence of the Lord it just seemed at times just rushes in and overwhelms us overtakes us that doesn't happen as often probably as we would like for it to because it's nothing like it it can happen drive down the road or a prayer meeting and just his presence as he unveils himself and and it's not that he's not with us we know he promised that he'd never leave us nor forsake us but there's something about as he unveils himself and we can feel and know and know that he's there and that his love is there and his presence is there to strengthen us and 
to minister unto us. Even Jesus found himself and the angels come down to minister unto him, to strengthen him. And that's what this is all about. Man, thank God for the Holy Ghost that'll comfort us, that'll lead us. Oh, you, you, you got an adversary. He's constantly bombarding and trying to rob and steal and take it from you. If he questioned Jesus, if I be the Son of God, I promise you this same devil's going to question you and tempt you and try you. But you know what? When you've experienced this Holy Ghost, when you know it for yourself and you've been in the presence of it, you know there's nothing like it. There's nothing like the presence of God. With or without the Holy Ghost, there's nothing like the presence of God. When you feel that, you know this is different. This is not just another ordinary church. It's not just another ordinary gathering. But because of whose presence is in the house or the place. It could be the market. It could be your own bedroom, your own home. But this God can show up. Show up in the dungeons. He can shake. He can shake jailhouses. Literally, if you believe the Bible, he can open all the prison doors, loose all the bands. Everybody could have left that day. Huh. Even the old jailer was a little worried. Would have fell on his fell on his own knife if it had not been for Paul crying out, saying, "Hey, don't harm thyself. We're all here." Can you imagine a guy that may have had life of sentence and been there for 15 years? All of a sudden, that door swung open. If he had bands on him, they'd loosed. But he wasn't willing. He wasn't. He wasn't willing to take that type of liberty because he was feeling a presence that was greater than what was outside that door. So, brother preached already this morning with the spirit of the Lord. There is liberty. There's a liberty nothing like it. You could be in dungeons. You can be carrying the weight of the world. But with his, with his presence, such a liberty, a strength to walk to walk. That's the reason he told Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient. I'm not going to take that from you, Paul. I'm not going to remove that messenger. But my grace is sufficient to help you carry you through. And so that's what God does for us sometimes with his presence and his touch in our lives. Amen. We serve an awesome God today. A caring God, a loving God. You know what? He's working for us. How many of you are thankful for the presence of the Lord? The touch of God. A spirit that draws all men. That's what we want to see happen in our lives. Some's been very touched in this house this morning. Some of you stepped out by faith. You hold to what you got. God's heard your prayer. He sees your situation. And you know what? He's already, he's already got it mapped out. He can speak to you today as though it's already happened. Even though it hasn't happened, he can speak that way as though it's already happened. So let's walk by faith. Let's trust God. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. What a, what a message. Yes, ma'am.
supposed to work and she did, does. She even goes into some of the schools. And she told about the particular mother that had told her that the daughter was allowed to play with one of these tablets 30 minutes at a time, but she was to play with it at where others would be around, at least the mother or somebody in the family would be there. And she was just playing a little game, simple game, something like maybe putting an apple in a basket or something. And all of a sudden, this little girl said to the mother, said, there's something come on here that I don't feel like I should be seeing. And she gave it to the mother. Later that day, the mother called the daddy at the job, telling the daddy what had happened. When he came home, he took the tablet, and he tried that game and to see if this would come up. And he couldn't get it to come up. And he told his wife, said, get me a picture of the daughter. This daddy took the picture of the daughter and put it where the phone was getting that picture. And it came up. We like to do things, and I know now it's more than ever before to do special things for our children. Give them gifts that some parents could never get for their children. But some of the worst things that we can do is give them something that if you could just see the end results of what those things could end up bringing. You talk about little serpents. Back, back in the 80s, one of the trips where we went back to Houston, I don't remember if we were at here at the time, but there was a visiting evangelist there on, at that service on a Thursday night. We knew things was going out of Calico. Wasn't being held tight like it had been in years gone by. And this young evangelist was preaching concerning how little snakes, little serpents, can get in the congregation, begin to crawl around in their head. And I told my husband afterwards, I said, God intended for us to be there to hear that. It didn't ring in on him that, you know, but I knew that God was telling me some things because he had already talked to me some things concerning there in years gone by. The enemy is out to destroy every good thing. And not only that, while we was there at the church in Houston, the man that was pastor at the time, his daddy was all, I mean, his brother was also a minister. That man had degrees behind his name. But his mother, I mean, his wife told 
some of the family was keeping this infant. And when the grandmother would keep that infant at a certain time when the baby needed to be changed, and in the process of this, that baby would just go to just crying and screaming and carrying on. And that grandmother had enough knowledge to realize there's something besides the norm going on with this child. Took it to a pediatrician and began to tell the pediatrician. And the pediatrician said, somebody is doing things with this child at an infant. If we only realized what while innocent, I mean just in pure innocence, there's these little slivering things that's working. That's right. That's right. We're living in a very evil, dark time. And it's gonna wax worse and worse. We know that. And so you and I have gotta prepare. We've got to be ready. We've got to pray. We've got to plead the blood. We've we got to have the protection of God, folks. Let me tell you something. You and I are not smart enough or big enough to do it without Him. Don't kid yourself. There's some struggles and battles out there. If God, if God don't step in and work for us and send the angels and all, we'll lose. We'll lose. It's our commitment, our dedication to Him that He'll, he'll, he'll work. He'll work. The battle is the Lord's. Okay? But it's up to you and I how we... But he's going to work it his way. We can't make the mistake that Israel made. They wanted to live like they wanted to live until they got in trouble. Then they wanted to run and grab the ark and think just rushing the ark in would save them. But it didn't do it. And neither can we. We can't, we can't handle it that way. What, what are you saying? Well, the only time you pray is when you're in trouble. Only time you've got time for God and time to pray and time to spend time with him is when troubles come. We're so busy going here and going there and doing that that we don't take time between Sunday and Wednesday to talk to them and pray. What kind of fellowship was that? What kind of companionship? So was, how can I call him my God? When the only time I really worship him is when I, I get here. I got, I got you looking. And then, man, I'm ready to... But if we'll be faithful, guess what? God's fighting our battles. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. I felt a little something there, and I'm going to leave it alone. Love you. Appreciate you. God's working. God's working. God's working. God's going to have a church. God's going to have a church. Somebody's going to be raptured. I want to be part of it. How about you? Somebody's going to walk in the power of God and the love of God and demonstration of God. There's going to be a church on this earth. I want to be a part of it. Amen. I want to be a part of it. Love you. Appreciate you. Thank you again, Brother Rouse. What a message. Preach to us. God bless him. Hallelujah. God's working. Amen. Using the man of God. Come back tonight. 5.30 prayer time. 6 o'clock service time. Uh, the praise crowd. 4.30. Praise crowd at 4.30. Okay. God bless you. Appreciate you.